Hi, and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh Bashinsky. And with me, as always, I have my lovely co-host, my Black Hat co-host, Clint Butler, and my Gray Hat co-host, Ted Kabaitis. Say hi, guys. Hi, Hello. Guys. Hello. We also have with us someone named Bob. Bob, how are you? <laughs> Do you have a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> if you have a microphone, go ahead and turn it on and say hi. Otherwise, if you have any questions you want to put in the chat, go ahead and put that in the chat. Well, hello, hello. Yeah, I think uh, I think I may have actually joined the <laughs> wrong link. Uh, I <laughs> well, was, you're on I, the show now. Too late. <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. Now you have to tell us everything you know about SEO. <laughs> right, right, right. Not, not a whole hell of a lot, which is why I'm watching. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, you can uh, if you have any questions, by all means, uh, we can ask them. You stay on the show. You can ask them later on in the question section. Cool. Now uh, I'll go over the normal stuff. And today we've got some really exciting stuff. There's some news in the SEO space. Some kind of interesting. Uh, Google's getting into the tool space, and so that's kind of interesting. We're going to check that out. And then also we have another freebie for Cora. We have some free Cora reports to deliver on people who have submitted them. Dozens and dozens and dozens of people have submitted and asked for a Cora report, and so we've picked the top. I don't know what were five or however many it was. Just three. Just three, <laughs> top three, and uh, we've got those for you. We'll, we'll give those out later in the show, and then and then even later in the show, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, uh, answer your SEO questions and uh, do a free uh, some free site audits if you want. So if you're watching this on YouTube, by all means, uh, on the right hand side, top right hand side, if you're watching this live on YouTube, and you should try to get to the shows live so you can do this if you like. It's every Wednesday, pretty much every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. You can follow me at Twitter at Josh Brzezinski to get notifications. You know, you can also subscribe to my channel to get notifications. Uh, but in the top right-hand side of the YouTube channel, there's a chat box. If you want to put a few asterisks or a few stars beside your SEO question to make sure I can see it with my big Coke bottle glasses, that would be fantastic. And, uh, and we'll get to your questions live on the air. So before I do that, guys, how are you doing? How's your SEO going for this week? I, speaking for myself, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, decent results, saw, saw some losses, playing around with your favorite tool, the disavow tool, because it's awesome. You're <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> um, but I have seen, like you said, it doesn't do anything, but it can do more harm than good. We actually have a situation where the disavow tool is made. They have 100 or 400, a little over 400 referring domains. And their disavow tool has a little over 7,000 domains inside of it. So if you want to see what a bad disavow tool looks like, just build something like that. So uh, that's where we're at with that. I I got to agree. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta warn people. <laughs> All my testing shows the disavow tool does algorithmically. The disavow tool does absolutely nothing, or it starts making your pages A-B test. They just de-index it for a couple of days, put it back. That's what I call A-B testing, and they're A-B testing the results. It's completely different if you have a manual action versus links, of course. If you have a manual action versus links, you have no choice but to try and delete those links and then put the rest in the disavow tool and beg for forgiveness and promise you'll never do it again. Mm -hmm. But uh, So that so my, my testing has definitely shown that. SIA's testing has definitely – I think they've tested that. I think I'm the only one who's tested that, actually. Yeah, and if you – honestly, if you want to build it, one, it's a last resort, and two, just make sure you do it manually. Don't go out there and just plug any old random links because nine times out of ten, you're going to put the links that are actually ranking your site in there. So um, it needs someone who's smart who's done it before. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. So mm -hmm. definitely get a professional SEO to help you out with that who understands the magic of link juice. 
<laughs> and we think are passing this magical juice. They're, and uh, Ted, how are you doing this week? Oh, pretty good. I was, I was just going to add, there are like two occasions in my history where I used disavow. And both I got a, a relatively good and expedient outcome on. And both of those situations were when somebody pointed a toxic domain name that had been penalized into the ground at uh, my site. <laughs> And either an effort to clean them uh, somehow by reputation or to punish me somehow. Um, and I only use the uh, disavow domain for it. Um, but yeah, you know, I, it's, it's anecdotal. I can't prove that it helped, uh, but it did have good outcomes for me those two times. I have, as much as I hate anecdotal results, and I'm not going to pull out the chart. You know, I, my my evidence. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Where I, where I put anecdotal in field observations. However, that being said, I have a corroborating in the field observation. I had a big, uh, very big client with a, a enormous site. It gets like a million. It gets millions uh, of visitors a week. Um, it's it's one of the big. Uh, you know, there's big, there's there's a few big industries online that get lots of traffic. It was one of those. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. And so it gets millions of visitors a week. And uh, someone pointed the same kind of uh, uh, nasty site at it. And I actually had to email John Mueller. And I put the, those sites in the disavow file. And I emailed John Mueller. And it was fixed 24 hours later. So I don't know if it was me emailing John Mueller or, or putting in the disavow file or both. John Mueller emailed me back and said, oh, it fixed naturally on its own. So I don't yeah. know if that's because I put it in the disavow file or just Google noticed that these sites have nothing to do with each other and this was just a negative SEO attack and so they blocked it. Yeah, but, and the site I was talking about was similar, millions of uh, views a day and uh, yeah, it's a big site and good standing with Google, so they probably <laughs> revisit a lot. It's just anecdotally, look how giant my Canadian hands are. No, this is this is a, this is a small can of Coke. <laughs> I'm not pulling a Donald Trump move on you. This is this is the small can of Coke. So, okay, perfect. Thanks very much, guys. Let's move right on to what's new in SEO. Um, very recently, Google has moved into the uh, SEO tool space. They've been uh, releasing uh, speed testing tools and things like that for a long time. Of course, the new Google Search Console has been rolled out. Uh, not entirely, of course. Uh, let me show you what the new Google Search Console looks like here. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look fantastic. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's, it's nothing wrong with saying that. It doesn't look great. Um, let me try and pick a site here that the client's not going to get angry that I showed it. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. But I want to show one that has a fair amount of traffic. This one's got... Not enough, but they've released the new um, uh, search console. The, the lovely thing about it is that it goes back 12 months, up to 12 months entirely for, um, for their uh, 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 traffic. The problem with that is that um, uh, they don't have all the tools there. The, the, all the tools are not there. Let me try this site. Does it have uh, that much traffic so you can see what's going on? No. Uh, I should have done this before the show, of course. I just decided to, I know, I'll show you the, the disavow, uh, the, the uh, new search console. Okay, here, I'll show you this one. Hopefully this client won't get angry. So um, let me show you here, share the screen. 
So here it is here. It's got performance and index coverage. That's the only thing that's on it right now. And so if you click performance, it's going to give you a really kind of nice, uh, cool-looking graph with clicks and impressions, the same thing as before. You can add CTR and you can add position as well. And the beautiful thing is, is that that's three months. I can go back to 12 months if it has that data in it. And it'll give you all this data for the last 12 months. So I can take, get rid of these and just look at my position for the last 12 months, which was 12, 12. And I made some adjustments here. And all of a sudden, boom, oh these guys were ranking really well. And all of a sudden, they were not. So <laughs> they hired you in October, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they hired me right around that time. <laughs> when they were, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, uh, so uh, this, by the way, was a quality issue. And a technical issue. I think it was actually the mobile first index is what hit these guys. Well, because... October was when they stopped uh, uh, honoring the international Googles and switched to physical location for everyone. Mm. So it could be that if they have a lot of international traffic. That, oh, I appreciate that that suggestion. Um, these particular guys don't, but I appreciate that little tidbit of news. Uh, October, I believe, is when they also started moving to the mobile first index officially. And uh, this is when these guys took this hit. And it just so happens that their mobile site was terrible before I fixed it. And they were, uh, and uh, they were, and, and I hope when they recrawl it, they'll they'll lose this penalty. But they did have the um, not not for, not um, not a mobile friendly result in the SERPs. So that's definitely not a good thing. If you have that, if you're suffering for that yourself, in, uh, email me or email Clint. We'll fix it for you. Um, you definitely want to get that fixed up and because this is what can happen with it. But um, and that's so they got performance here, which is essentially just the search queries. Uh, but it goes back 12 months, so that's fantastic. And they got index coverage, and basically all that is is all the what their um uh, uh just basically their crawls and the the errors they're having on crawls and the, the, the URLs that they're excluding for whatever reason, uh, because it's been roboted out, because it's an anomaly, because it's not reporting. It's it's in a four four you know whatever it is and so it's a little different way of reading it, but you notice all the other stuff is not here yet. Oh, I just lost my mouse for some reason. Your mouse is not there. Oh yeah, my mouse is not there. There we go. I just changed the batteries. I'm so pissed off. These batteries suck. I just changed them. Uh, they're probably dead batteries. I found that I put back in my drawer. <laughs> so that's, that's the problem when you when you have a ski on the name, you become very very cheap, <laughs> and you these batteries are not dead yet. I'll put them back in the drawer. So that's all they got, unfortunately. You'd be like, well, where is the manual actions? Where is the, where is the crawl stats? Where is the, you know, where is the URL parameters? Where is, where is the, uh, the, the processing of it? You know, where do I fetch and return to Google? Where do I, you know, all that other stuff that was in Search Console, it has not moved over yet. I uh, tweeted to Danny Sullivan and to John Mueller, and I said, hey guys, where is this? You know, you dropped the ball. Blah 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 blah. And they're and then they're very quick to respond. Oh, Danny Sullivan was very quick to respond to me. Oh, it's not done yet. It's not ready yet. It's not. It's not finished. So I said, okay. So you could still use the old Search Console, and I would recommend to use the old Search Console if you want to go back many many months of data. Go to the new one. That's fantastic. Go back many months of data, but use the old Search Console for all the old functionality. That's not the only new thing that's been rolling out. Um, another thing that's been rolling out here is uh, something called Google Lighthouse. So let me show you what that is. It it right now it's not it's kind of cool, I don't know I, I, I don't know what you guys think about it I think it's it's kind of cool I'll share my entire screen here, and try not to have the infinite regress of videos there we go 
If I put that there, then you probably don't have the infinite regress. Is that how does that look? You guys can see that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. So basically you go, you know, uh, control, you go command option I on the Mac. Uh, or you go control, uh, probably control shift I on the PC, probably. That's my best guess. And you'll get the uh, the dev tools, the Chrome dev tools. And uh, when you go into Chrome dev tools, there's, there's an audits uh, uh, link here. You click audits and you click the, the link in the middle. And it takes a while to process, but then it'll give you a score on many different, uh, like progressive web app score, your performance score. A performance score of 10 is not very good. This is the Varvi SEO tool, which I also sometimes use. I just throw sites in there just to see, check a lot of things really, really quick. So Patrick, um, you're getting a 10 on performance on Google Lighthouse. You probably would, being the good whiteout you are, you probably want to check that out. Um, accessibility, that's good. Best practices is good. So it tells you what fails in their quote unquote audit. Now, make no mistake, this is not a regular, this is not a real SEO audit. This a real SEO audit, I'm making a video about it, goes over technical, on-page, off-page, social links, quality, bounces, uh, marketing, conversions, competitor analysis, the whole thing, uh, the, the whole enchilada, right? This is not a full audit. This is just kind of a, a really super uber nerdy, how, how, how well do you follow the web standards kind of audit, some of which would have SEO relevance and some of which would not. But let's go back here to see what they got here. So this particular site did not register a service worker, whatever the hell that means in progressive web apps. Um, it does not respond with a 200 when offline. That's interesting. It does talk about uh, metrics and speed, which is where this is where I would start to pay attention. And basically it says this is where uh, your apps or your websites performance is across the dimensions. And so notice it's taking a long time for this to load. The first meaningful paint for them here was uh, around nine seconds. Yeah, that's you, not fan, that's not great at all. That's that's definitely something you'd want to fix. Can you zoom that uh, browser window? It's hard to read. Yeah, I, I can try. Let's see. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first meaningful paint nine uh, nine seconds, nine thousand milliseconds. That's not great. First interactive, consistently interactive. So if these numbers are correct, which I'm not entirely sure they are, because this site didn't load that slowly for me. But if these numbers are correct, that's definitely a, a problem. You definitely would want to fix that and make that faster. And here's their opportunities. You can serve images. So it gives you some suggestions on how to prove. Uh, so it's kind of cool. And they're going to be adding more stuff into here. Uh, also some best practices that they, they say you should do. Um, do not use passive listeners to improve scrolling performance. So um, they say that there's some, uh, some issues with your JavaScript you're loading here. Uh, you're using deprecated APIs, et cetera, et cetera. So there's some interesting stuff here. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. Kind of uber nerdy. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Like, obviously, you know, you just showed it to me right before we started, so I didn't even know about it. But looking, going over that, it's really good technical stuff. I would use it as a sales tool, especially if you have the if you the skills to fix that stuff. Uh, or the team behind you to fix that stuff. And I would use that as a sales tool to kind of stand out from everyone else and just show that your technical abilities for SEO versus just to being a you know, link builder kind of thing. So. Yeah, uh, I can see I can see that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting in what they choose to put in there. And I think it's a probably a platform they, they plan to extend in the future. So I think it'll be interesting to watch how it changes in particular. 
Sweet. And then one point I was like, we do W3C validation on our sites too. And maybe we're just kind of wasting our time with a lot of those things where we, if we use this instead, um, you know, one, maybe we have better return on that, on the time that we're doing. So. Yeah, it's it's super it's it's impossible to tell, right? It's you ask John Mueller, he's not going to give you a straight answer. Um, uh, you know, should should I follow W three C? Should should I should I follow this lighthouse tool? Quite frankly, I'd follow whatever is quicker because because yeah. you know they're both Google's talked about both. Google has implied both are important for SEO, but Google won't confirm. Uh, also, we can do a lot of testing in SIA. You know, if you if there's a particular tag you want to test there's a particular uh practice in w3c you want to test we should just do a test and see if, that, if there's any ranking uh, uh relevance for it at all in our testing probably be easy to do just code five pages really bad test them with this and then fix one of them based off of the recommendations and i i do believe kyle and sia has tested quite a lot of that actually that'd be pretty interesting I remember a few tests i'd have to dig in there's so many they've done so many hundreds of tests i forget now i can't remember all the tests that they've done <laughs> I have to look at their website and go to their database and that go on the, I have to go on the Skype chat and be like, blah, blah, blah. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, SIA is SEO Intelligence Agency. Uh, it's a great group that does SEO testing that we're all part of. Uh, uh, well, Clint, Ted and I are part of. Bob, you're probably part of because it's probably where you got the link to, to join. Or maybe you got it from, from my, my Skype group. I'm not sure. My White Hat versus Black Hat Skype group, which you can also join. So there's two great Skype groups you can join. So if you're looking for SEO knowledge, uh, you can go to SIA, you can go to my white hat versus black hat Skype group, join both. It'll be great. Okay. So, um, speaking of SEO tools that can impress clients, I want to move over now to the Quora section. So we did promise some free Quora reports for people. So we'll get to that right away. But as a means of a segue, I just want to mention that, you know, nothing impresses clients more than being like, okay, what do you want to rank for? You want to rank for, um, uh, a DOI lawyer in Los Angeles. Okay, you plug that into Cora while you're talking on the phone with the guy, and five minutes later you got a report and you say, "Okay, I can see exactly what you need to do. You need to do this, 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 and this." Just ramble off the list on the phone. That could be pretty darn impressive to improving um, to to impressing uh, SEO clients as well. So, uh, yes, 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 Richard. It's, it is a huge Coke can, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I, I like to drink smaller Coke cans, so I'm not just guzzling back the, 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 the sugar juice with caffeine in it. But yes, the White Hat versus Black Hat Skype group. Uh, email me, and I can put, put you on the group if you want. I'll give you the information about how to join that. It is a for pay Skype group, but it's a great SEO group. So is SIA. There's a, it's for pay as well. Uh, okay, so uh, with that, let's move over to the, the Give Out the Cora uh, results. Uh, and I, Ted, I will give you focus and okay. uh, email me if you want to join the Skype group there, Ken, and uh, at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. And right. uh, Ted, take it away. Great. Uh, are you seeing my slides okay? We sure are. Excellent. Uh, so this is our uh, second ever free Cora Keyword Clinic. Uh, we uh, occasionally ask people to, to send us their keywords and we give them free Cora reports uh, just to try and be helpful and to share uh, the value of this great tool, let people kick the tires. Uh, if you're interested in more of these clinics, please let Josh know. Uh, if you hate them, also let Josh know that too, but hopefully <laughs> you like them. Um, so what is Cora? Cora is a measurement tool. You enter in your keywords and it will pull the top 100 results from Google 
It will measure over 520 on-page and off-page SEO factors. It puts all of that measurement data into a spreadsheet. And uh, you can do things like see where you're deficient compared to your higher ranking competitors. Helps you in costing out your SEO work because it tells you exactly how deficient you are and the factors that you're interested in tuning. Um, it lets you know when to stop tuning a factor, when you've got your competitive parity, things like that. Uh, we just uh, launched a new version. So 3.6 is available. So if you're a current customer and you're on 3.4 or 3.5, uh, you may want to uh, upgrade. There's a number of bug fixes and a number of new features. So the main new feature is that you can switch to mobile mode now. So you can look at the mobile index versus the desktop results. Um, we also have track domain data in the charts. So you can see where your track domain is ranking compared to where you want to be on page one. Um, and we also automatically highlight the typically easy factors to knock out. So we suggest that you knock those out first and get a quick result. So those are some of the new things. And uh, we're always uh, uh, taking feature requests for cust uh, from customers for new features and new factors. So if you have any of those, uh, send them my way. So let's get into some of the examples. Uh, the first one was custom challenge coins. So the match words. These are the words that Google makes bold in the SERPs, and Google does that to say, look how relevant the search results are for your search term. So we collect those, and whenever we talk about matches, we're talking about those variations of the uh, term that make your page relevant for the target search term. So we have these as the variants. So when we say matches, we mean any combination of these. And so this is the roadmap. Uh, this is what people typically see as the output for Cora. And so these are all the things they're deficient in that correlated strongly with rankings. So it took those 520 things and reduced it down to two, three dozen things. So now we have a condensed list of things to consider. And so right up at the top, we see uh, number of sentences, so it wants a bit more content on the page. I see a recurring theme of headings needing to be tuned. Um, uh, the word count, it wants 800 more words on page to be competitive. Uh, so this is pretty common. Tune your headings, add a bit more content. Those are typical stories. Um, matches in the last 100 words. So that's the last 100 words on the page. So that's footer. So it looks like the competition is uh, keyword tuning their footer a bit more optimally. So uh, what yeah, do you think about that's that? interesting because that would be slightly controversial in some, in, some, in some groups. Well, you know, it's a part of the page. You know, I don't think Google's going to outlaw footers. So... Uh, you know, you don't, you obviously don't want to scare your customers and you don't want to do blatant keyword stuffing, but it's good to make it topically relevant if you can. And a lot of people upsell uh, in or near the footer as well. So that's often how they do it. All right, we'll move on. Um, 
Cora also produces factor charts, so like you saw in the in the preview. So we can see that for number of sentences, they're here with the page five game. Uh, here's the page one average. The blue line is the averages by page. So over here is the page one average. The practical maximum is 84. We have that listed here. So they're way below where they need to be to be the leader, uh, but they're you know, below the average anyway, so they need to improve. And that's how we view these charts. They and, at least need, need to be at the average some, or, or the practical maximum, at least somewhere in between there. Yeah, yeah. So ideally, you'd be above the blue line and, uh, you know, best case scenario, you are the practical maximum. And so like word count, we can see here that they're, average for a page five game, but they need to play a page one game. And so we can go factor by factor and, and see these. And, and these charts are great if you have to communicate to a client exactly, you know, why it's going to take time, why, how much work it's going to take. You know, this is where we are. This is where we need to get to. Right. It's going to take uh, this much. Look at this graph right here. <laughs> it's going to take yeah. this. <laughs> get off so, my yeah. back. Here's a good one for tuning those headings. So H1s and H2s, they're below average for a page five game, and they want to be above average for a page one game. Or at least average. I, I would say probably, and I, I'm sure you probably agree, Ted, to, to approach the average and then, then dial it up a little bit, and, and, and it, 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 as long as you see parity or gains. And uh, well, well, you know, when you're a little bit above it, to probably leave it at that and not, not to go too high. Yeah, and but quite frequently, uh, you know, the results one, two, and three are well above the average. So mm -hmm. most of the time, you'll you'll see them above the average. But you you want to be mindful. You don't want to go crazy. Um, Cora also works in other languages, so you can you can search in in Japanese uh, using Unicode uh, characters, and and it'll work just fine. The one caveat is that Cora's in English, so the UI's in English and the outputs in English. So as long as you're okay with that, then you know more power to you. Uh, this is Austrian, I believe, for uh, breast enlargement. And so uh, not a lot of uh, variants for the match words. Bruce Vergenung. Um, mm. But what stands out here, they're getting their butt kicked with long form content, it looks like. So they need 6,500 more words. They're short 50 kilobytes of content. Uh, they're short 420 sentences. So they're... Uh, you know, I'd want to go and look at their higher ranking competitors and see what they're doing uh, to get that content, see what's going. Because a lot of times it's not always an article. It could be like a runaway comment thread on the page. It could, you know, it could be a lot of different things. So when I see something like that, uh, my instinct is to say they're being beaten by long form content. But the the real answer is we need to go look. Yeah. Um, just because it's long form content, you don't want it not to convert either. Breast enlargement, that query would be mostly knowledge-based, probably people interested in breast enlargement and looking at this service and see what it is. But they might also want to start to get to the point where they want to order some breast enlargement or, or purchase. And so you definitely, I think a long sales letter is probably what you'd want there, something to inform, an advertorial, something to inform and 
convert them to the next stage would be to come into the clinic for a free consultation kind of a deal. Yep. And uh, so we see more along the lines of more content occurring here. So the top, the top of the correlations is more content screaming that story. Um, and then below we start to see you need to tune uh, the headings a little more uh, or maybe a lot more. And if you added long form content, it should be an outline format. So you convert your Roman numerals from your topic outline into headings in your HTML. Um, right, right, proper proper on page H1s paragraph H2 paragraph next 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 title H1 paragraph H2 paragraph any sub H3s that kind of thing. Yeah, and we're seeing that they should, you know, need to tune their their title a little more, get another match into the title. Uh so yeah, you know, we're seeing uh, more uh, a little more of the same, uh, you know, this one is screaming for more content. Cool. So good find, good find. Word count, they're way down here. They want to be way up here. Oh, wow. They're they're on the page 10 average there. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, let me go up one. So uh, uh, title tag leading matches. So having uh, a match word at the very beginning of your title, that's what we're doing here. They don't have it, and there's a strong correlation for it. Um, and then I went and looked at the result sheet that has a snapshot of the search results at the time the report was created. Look at all those leading matches and their title tags. That's yeah, every, every single one almost. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, look for things like that. And if you're in a niche where nobody's doing that, and I've seen that in uh, uh, people's keywords this morning, like no one's doing it here, you may have an opportunity to take advantage of that pattern because it, it looks like it's something that that may be a thing. So we need we need more data on it, but, you know, it correlates very frequently. It correlates very highly, yeah. Um, here's another keyword for uh, hippie clothes. Again, uh, this one uh, has the strongest correlations for them being in tuning their title and headings. So that's what stands out here. The fact that these are near the top means they correlated the strongest. And the, the output has that data in a different sheet, uh, but and the roadmap, the strongest correlations appear first. And so we're seeing these tune the heading just like screaming at us is the strongest thing to do. Uh, they also want to make the match words the most commonly used phrases on the page. So uh, with this one, matches in the page's top five most used phrases. If you had a list of the top five most used phrases from this page, it wants the match words to take two more of those slots. So that's that's what this is telling you. It's saying use your match words more on the page. Um, and then uh, number of matches in the first 100 words. So before we saw it in the last 100 down in the footer, this one's saying, no, you need a little more at the top of the page too. And Kyle from SIA has tested um putting the words, putting your keywords in the first hundred words. And he has found that there's definitely a ranking factor there uh, where you got a boost where you put the, make sure that the uh, keywords in the first hundred words. So another keyword, molding knives. So uh, 
meta keyword matches. Here's another one we see, and I know a lot of SEOs go meta keywords. That's not a thing. Google doesn't do it. But you know, strangely enough, it correlates an awful lot. <laughs> and obviously, Google doesn't punish it. And obviously, it's an easy thing to do. So why not cover your bases and just fix it? Um, meta description matches. Uh, so it looks like they have to do some tuning on that and that head block and the title tag matches again. So these uh, are correlating very strong and, and he has deficits or she has defi uh, deficits, I forget. Um, sentence matches, so use the terms more in your content. Um, see, and it wants again uh, for your target terms to be among the most used phrases on the page. It doesn't have to be the number one most used, but it should at least be near the top. That's what these are. And here we go, matches in the last 100 words. So again, uh, need the footer needs work. <clears throat> and again, folks, keep in mind, when he says matches, he doesn't necessarily mean the exact match keywords. He means the partial match and the semantic match as well. Yeah, yeah, all those variant match words that Google calls out. And in Cora, uh, we give you a field, we show you what all the match words are exactly that Google called out. So they're in the report on the overview tab. Ted, when you say footer needs work, are you talking actual footer or the bottom of the, the body tag? Uh, well, this is on the page. So if they have a teeny tiny footer, it, it'll also include the bottom of their content most likely. So we're looking at the last uh, 100 words on the page. So after stripping out all the HTML and JavaScript and style sheets, and once you're only left with the text content, we're looking at the last 100 words, and you need 18 more matches in that last 100. Okay. <clears throat> so if that site has a lot of sales pages, which I know it does, um, you know, you could definitely have some kind of uh, uh, footer kind of, not footer, it doesn't have to be directly a footer, but at the bottom of the text, some kind of, these are the best clothes, you know, blah, 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 blah. You can, you can wear these for these, you can wear it for this, blah, 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 blah. It'd be best if it's unique per page, uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be to, uh, to uh, be part of the, the, what you're trying to get for, for Cora. Correct. And so a few more charts here, the meta keyword matches. So we can see that correlation. Got an outlier here, but overall there's an upward trend. So if you imagine the trend line cutting through there, that's why it correlated so strongly. Um, and so on these charts, you know, there's uh, page nine. I should have explained this earlier. Page eight, page seven, heading towards page one on the y-axis here, and on the uh, or on the x-axis. And on the y-axis, we have the average measurement. Uh, of the factor, so the blue line is the average. So as we approach page one, we see that trend line, you know, going up and up. Um, when we look at the uh, matches and the pages, top ten most used phrases. So if, again, uh, looking at the list of the top ten most used phrases on the page, are the keywords or the variant keywords in there? And so there's a strong correlation for that. And we see this page is hitting the average, probably wants to be a bit above the average. The practical max is at two, so up here. So again, we want to we want to be in this range above the blue line. 
And uh, that's all I had prepared for today. Uh, a lot of people ask uh, what the software costs. It's uh, normally $250 a month, but uh, you can save 25% and help fund uh, White Hat versus Black Hat through this link. And uh, I'll turn it back to Josh. Why, thank you, Ted. <laughs> Yes, help fund the show. Help help buy more tiny little Coke cans for me. That would definitely help out. So Bob uh, actually mentioned you wanted to talk a little bit about Cora. Bob, if you're there, if you want to turn on your microphone, uh, you had some uh, questions yeah. or some stuff about Cora you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess first, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you perfect. Excellent. So huge fan of uh, Ted. Uh, he and I have actually had a chance to talk uh, a couple of times. Um, uh, over Skype, uh, helping me out with uh, the core software. Thank you. So, um, and in fact, Ted, I, I still owe you that uh, video testimonial. Um, oh, didn't forget. That's all right. Yeah, you know, whatever you're comfortable, whenever you're comfortable. It's all good. So, uh, I tend to specialize in um, uh, uh, corporate uh, SEO accounts. That well, that's who I go after, right? Uh, I say I specialize in, and I only have uh, four uh, uh, very. For me, very large SEO accounts um, that are kind of marquee, right? Had a um, a chance to make a final pitch to a national uh, childcare uh, chain. Uh, we went through the whole NDA, so I can't tell you exactly who it is. But if you can think, if you have kids and you dropped them off at a uh, at a daycare center, and you know that it's a, a national chain, this is probably them, right? <laughs> so whenever, McDonald's restaurant is that who is that <laughs> yeah right. bad joke I don't have any kids <laughs> bad joke <laughs> all right there you go uh, but yeah that there everybody knows me if, if you have kids it's a national uh, daycare so well, that's great whenever, whenever I'm uh, uh, doing a, a a sales pitch if you will um, I find that clients are interested what really blows them away is if I can hit the three T's tips tricks and 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 technology Right. And there's almost always, uh, well, you know, I was going to say in high dollar accounts, but I, I hit it on, on almost every level. There's somebody usually inside the company that has an opinion on uh, SEO and, and, and the right way to do it and all that. Um, but oddly enough, they're not an SEO. Uh, they're, they're usually like the uh, company IT guy who read a report on Backlinko, you know, six months ago. Anyway, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, Jesus. So um, I actually uh, put um, some of these core reports in my uh, quasi pre presentation information that I sent over. And I was, I was rolling through exactly um, what my roadmap looks like based on some of these core reports uh, that I used in this software. I've done this uh, a handful of times and I've noticed a couple of things. It impresses the hell out of every client, the level of detail. Second thing is they have no idea what they're looking at, right? I mean, they, they just flat out don't understand it. Um, and, and oddly enough, uh, a lot of SEOs also don't understand the depth that, that, that your reports give or, or really understand what, what to do with it. But it's a great learning tool if, if, uh, if you don't understand it. Um, but uh, so it was me and a very large um, uh, SEO firm that I was competing against um, for this particular one. And I was able to come to the table with better information that I could easily show them. Uh, ended up winning the account. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and I, I asked him, um, you know, what was the deciding factor? And they said that literally they said, we have more confidence in your ability to deliver because of the information that you were able to show us that you're identifying as important. Yep. So measurements matter. Yeah. Yeah. Big, uh, big fan of core, man. If, uh, if, if you're not using it and, and you're an SEO, um, well, what, 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 one of two questions, right? Professionals use professional grade tools. Um, so either you are or you aren't. Yeah. Again, I don't want to turn this into a big sales pitch for Cora, but I mean, quite frankly, there is no other software out there remotely like it. Yeah. Um, the only other people out there who are doing correlation reports are, are Searchometrics or Moz. Moz has stopped entirely doing them. And Searchmetrics, actually, they haven't done it for a couple of years either, have they? Well, they, they both made the classic mistake of doing these enterprise scale million keywords. Let's average them all together and see what it means. And they're just getting garbage come out. Well, and, and almost nobody is going after the average keyword exactly. You know, it's, they, they destroy the, the data. You know, you got to get more niche than that. Yeah, Google's algorithms are, are way too nuanced these days and way too personalized. And Google warned us years ago that they're going to get super personalized and that's why they have to compute search console traffic the way they do and, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks a lot there, Bob. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely, you. man. Absolutely. D didn't mean to come on and uh, give an unsolicited uh, sales pitch, but uh, <laughs> well, I, I real life. Um, I'm sure Ted uh, appreciates it. This <laughs> is uh, uh, awesome. Is Thank flat you. Out awesome. Uh, I brought on uh, the SEO client at 17000 a month, and they flat out told me this was the deciding factor. So, yeah, I am a huge Ted fanboy. Cool. Thank you. Well, thanks a lot there, Bob. I mean, yeah. if anyone listening out there is deciding, do I want to do corporate SEO? Now you know a little bit about what you could make per month. <laughs> but uh, if you got to walk the walk, you got to talk the talk. And uh, uh, you know, when you're dealing with a site that gets millions of visitors a week, you know, things get complex. In ten million pages, you're going to need a robust tool to help you deal with it. Bob also put a, a site in the chat. Uh, Bob, if you want to come back on, feel free. This 247ride.com yeah. you put in here, what's what's the deal with these guys and what do you, what do you want us to look at? So a um, different client of mine uh, shared this uh, link with me. Um, and I was digging around in it last night. When I, when I look at their metrics um, through SEMrush, Ahrefs, all that, I don't really see why this uh, why this website is flat out just killing it. Um, there's nothing uh, necessarily special about it. Uh, they, they've got a fair, a uh, fair number of, uh, of uh, good do follow backlinks, but again, nothing special. But when I run this on, uh, I mean, look at that traffic cost. This is insane. Um, and I honestly can't figure out how or why this website is, is doing so well. Yeah, well, just to corroborate what you're talking about here, I mean, they definitely have a number of number one rankings. Yeah. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. You scroll and scroll. In SEMrush, anyway, you scroll and scroll and scroll. So let's see if we can shed some light as to why we think this is happening. So shuttle from Riverside to LAX. Uh, they're very specific. These are very long tail queries here that they're yeah. ranking for. 
So let me just do that. Let me just but again, you know, if I, if I stack them up with um, other uh, limo service um, uh, sites, um, car service sites, I, I I just can't figure out why they're uh, why they're doing so well. So let's see uh, another tool I like to use just for a glance. Like when I'm if you're on the phone with a client or if if I'm on the show here, and I just want to get a glance look as to what's going on. We could fire up Cora as well. I don't know if we have the time there, Ted, to maybe check it out. But but uh, Cora yeah, can't take a while. Big fan of this tool. Um, I think uh, you mentioned it a while back. I signed up for it. It's like nine bucks a month. It's just yeah, very cool. Super cheap, but it gives you a really good at the at a glance look. And where's that red website? Here's the website here, 247 Ride. Yeah. And so there's two Yelp listings that automatically screams to me, well, it's a local uh, SERP, so maybe not, but TripAdvisor is here, RS Shuttle, Super Shuttle, Blanc yeah, Miller's Transport. The okay. thing is, um, as I was digging through this uh, company's site, um, or, or, you know, just did the um, – um, the uh, uh, search operator, right? Of what uh, sites are linking to it. Um, they, they have horrible reviews. I, I didn't see one person that had anything good to say about using this company. <laughs> they are knocking it out of the park. Mm. That's where you want to point that out to John Mueller. <laughs> if you want to do negative SEO. <laughs> That's where you pointed out in the John Mueller and say, these guys have really bad reviews. Should they really be ranking so well? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, selfishly, I'm, off trying, I'm, that he I'm trying to figure that, out what the hell are they doing that, uh, that I can uh, 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 duplicate. Well, um, it looks like uh, Transit Van Shuttle uh, is the one who got the featured snippet. So good for them. This is a featured snippet here that, that they're not actually ranking number one. This is the, this, yeah. they've been placed here by Google. Their featured snippet has been placed here. So uh, shuttled from Riverside to LAX. So Riverside must be a town in uh, around close to Los Angeles or yeah. uh, kind of a neighborhood, I'm assuming. Yep. So they're ranking number one. Let's see. PA is 16. Trustflow is 15. I would immediately look at these metrics. Let's see what everyone else has got. They got 18. They got – ignore Yelp. They're placed. They got 18. We got one and a DA 36. They should have a higher PA. They've got – 20 and one, we got uh, TripAdvisor, ignore, they're, they're placed. 38 and 14, Super Shuttle here has 79 and 52. So you immediately know that links are not everything because this, this site should definitely be ranking better if yeah. links were everything. And we got 31 and 18. Again, these guys are down at the bottom here. So I would say if it's not keyword density and no one has the keyword density to uh, – to no one's no one's targeting this this keyword specifically. This is a, yet another keyword that Google has ranked them for that they're not specifically targeting. Yeah, uh, they might be targeting the topic. They're not targeting the keyword. So immediately someone could get a, a leg up. The fact that we've got two Yelp reviews here, and we've also got a um, a TripAdvisor in here, telling you their opinion of what the best uh, public transport from uh, uh, from LAX to Riverside and back and forth is going to be tells me that this is probably a low quality SERP and that these guys are uh, possibly converting better than these other guys here, which have way more link juice than them. So let's do that test. Let's click on here and see what it looks like and see if this is telling me what I want right away. Um, this is the first thing I see. I see the pros and cons. Yeah. I've used this on websites before. It's not too bad in getting them to stop looking at other people's websites. Okay. 
Um, the pros, you know, we, we don't stop. There's no surprises and <laughs> no surprises. I love it's such a shady industry that you have to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact, uh, what, you know, uh, kind of ironic um, of the other um, services uh, like this, um, the biggest complaint uh, that these guys have <laughs> is um, surprises, right? Uh, I booked it and nobody showed up. Exactly. I, that's, that's happened to me in New Jersey. <laughs> I yeah. book it, nobody shows up. So I just hire the first guy in, in the airport who doesn't look like an ax murderer. Uh, dependable pickup times, efficient use of time. So those are good promises. Those are good sales value propositions. And he's immediately doing some negative marketing against everybody else about what they're going to do and why you should not hire them. It's at least telling the user that you're aware of these problems. And it is a promise, however strong a promise, that you're not going to do those things. And you say, don't take our word for it. Try it out and see for yourself. Uh, and the fact that this isn't red here, red is a very good power sales color. And they might just decide to call and put in the quote. They'll read this. They'll see this first. Then they'll deal with this. So that's that's my I, opinion. Uh, Clint, Ted, do you guys agree? The uh, the USP yep. that this company is you know is kind of going to market with is um, if you fill out that quote right it is so ridiculously low uh, than 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 all the other alternatives now unfortunately what what you find out um, and I'm not trying to bang this business I'm just telling what, what, what's on the reviews unfortunately what what you find out is is that that quote really isn't um, real. <laughs> um, but what I'm wondering is, are they picking up uh, so much uh, Google juice simply because people actually are going onto the site? Um, they, they are uh, filling it, you know, they're taking the logical next steps of engagement. They are yep. filling out the quote that they are going through the, um, the form process. Is that exactly? Well, look is at that really what, uh, what is driving this? Well, look at this, this there's, here's their competitor that has five, almost uh, twice the link juice. Where do I sign up? Yeah, I wanted I wanted information about how to get from Riverdale to LAX. Where in the F do I click here? There yeah. is there's no sign up form, and this is the page that they're trying to rank for that. So this is a this this would have a this looks like a perfectly quality website if you look at it. it doesn't look it doesn't have I don't know flaming text in like 1998, you know, <laughs> blink tag. Yeah. But that's not what Google means by a, a low quality website. They mean that, can your user use this? No, I can't. I don't even know where to click. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where to go. All I wanted to do was book a book a shuttle from Riverdale to LAX or whatever it was, Riverside to LAX, and I can't see anywhere there how to do it. That was this one. Now, how does how is the other one here? A super shuttle. How do they? Um, same deal. Okay, so this is easier. Book an airport ride. Okay, but still, it's not selling me. So this is a good user interface because it's very low and you have a button. That's all you can do. So that's this is the ideal user interface, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's not selling me at all. There's no sales value propositions. I have no. I have a cheesy uh, uh, hero image here that that's rotating. I have no promise at all that I'm going to get where I want to go if I order from this website. This looks like a default WordPress template. So I don't know. Those are my opinions. Clint, Clint, and Ted, what do you guys think? Uh, I'm looking at backlinks, and right. I don't know if I am into the well. The theory, your theory, to me says that they have a better conversion rate, which means a lower bounce rate, which means a less return to the search results, which means a higher ranking. I'm looking at their backlinks, and that's 
honestly, it's pretty damn interesting. It's this is where it gets time. weird. Uh, is on those backlinks. Yeah, it's all from Russia, and it's all brand com in combination with their title tags or generic. There's no URLs. There's no exact match keyword. It's right. brand and title tag. Here's what I would do. I would find yourself a domain name uh, in the same market because it's 14 years old. This site hasn't changed in 14 years um, other than some design stuff. It's been promoting the same thing since 2011, I think it said, and the domain is 14 years old. So Yeah. So when I pulled it up on the Wayback Machine, um, the site was live for a little while, and then there was a gap. Yeah. Um, and then it came back in 2011. Yeah. So I would do that. I will buy, they're doing empty anchors or they're doing full title tag anchors with a domain name in the front of it uh, for their backlinks. Buy a test site and do the same exact thing. And I bet you you're going to find that it. it's probably these backlinks that's doing it. Um, and there's probably like a Derek and Wozniak in there with some PBNs that the tools can't see. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, when I was uh, taking a look at that, at, at that particular piece, their backlink uh, structure is really strange. I mean, it, it, it uh, you know, as, as you go through it, you're like, okay, something's going on here um, that is uh, way past gray hat, but I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, there. I bet you, you ten to one, there they have some hidden PBNs in there, or maybe some SAPE or something like that. But most likely hidden PBNs, and they're hiding it in these. Um, look, I'm not optimizing my site for backlinks, uh, kind of anchors. Uh, these they're not horrible links they're not the best links at right. all. they're all coming from russia but i think they're hiding my guess is they're hiding some really powerful pbns in the background okay so i'm uh, just to be clear i'm not crazy yeah. in, in in me looking at this going why the hell are these guys uh knocking it out of the park in terms of their traffic value and and, and not being able to identify something that is is clear and makes sense yeah they, they, they're, they're this really smart this is pretty cool actually yeah I think I'm going to duplicate it too, see if it works in another niche. Yeah, so that's interesting. So you're saying that um, uh, I'm saying that what I'm seeing is that they have a PA that's on par with some of the competitors, but the other competitors that seem to have way more PA are ranking at the bottom. My explanation of that is I think that they have a that 24/7 ride has a much better quality score because they were promising and the UI was converting was optimized for conversions. Yeah. I think quality score, in my opinion, is, is as important as links, uh, in my opinion, if not more. Okay. What, what Clint is saying, just to recap the debate between the white hat and the black hat, uh, what Clint is saying is that maybe, maybe not, but also he thinks that 24-7 rides links are much more interesting and could very well be more powerful. And don't forget, and Clint, you're absolutely right, that Moz does not see everything and Ahrefs does not see everything and SEMrush does not see everything. There could be a whole lot of interesting black hat linking going on there that those tools don't see or cannot see. I did a search that just anecdotally uh, could corroborate that. I did this search for in quotes, 24 quote, seven quote ride. So I know there, there was a lot of linking to that, uh, to their brand. And I did come up with 353 actual results. Yeah. And you, you know, what's strange is a lot of these um, uh, backlinks that they're getting are um, inside of uh, really powerful PDFs. PDFs. Um, okay. Yeah. And so they're, so their backlink juice could be could be much more powerful than it says here. Uh, oops, their backlinks could be way more powerful than than we got here in uh, in SERP works. 
Uh, that's entirely possible. So I, 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 you know, who knows? It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's impossible to know for sure. But, it, but I like both theories. Both theories I find very, very interesting for sure. If I wanted to I, rank I, internal pages with PBNs, I'd do it just the way they're, they're doing it right now. I would yeah. Clint, it. is this one of your clients? <laughs> is, this, well, is this one of yours? Admit it. <laughs> if it was, I, if it was, I'd be sitting in the back laughing. Man. <laughs> I, I'd like to laugh. <laughs> okay, I'd like to I think this is Clint's. Clint and Bob are playing a trick on me. I think this could be, <laughs> this could be no, Clint's I, client I, here. I, I'm I, not really I'm sure. Okay. Uh, this unicorn, and um, yeah, I, I can't figure it out. There was one last thing that um, I'll just kind of toss out there. Maybe you guys can straighten me out. Um, their biggest um, uh, do follow link is from a Google Plus. It, they get four Google Plus uh, do follow links, but they all, uh, w when I looked at them, they're all 404. Hmm. I wonder if they're 404 for people searching in California or people with the UA agent called Googlebot. Well, and isn't there phantom link juice? So even if the page goes 404, it's still in the link graph for a while. Yep. Both Kyle and and Rand have both and, proven that. that. And you can't be busted for a link that doesn't exist. Well, I think you can actually. Really? <laughs> I mean, if it, if it happens to be 404 when the manual team goes to look at it, yeah, they'll go, oh, okay, it's been deleted. And they'll they'll stop giving you a manual action. They, they'll, they'll not take their finger and not press the button. But if their algorithms are like, I've already decided that this this site should have a manual action versus site, and a human hasn't looked at it yet, then yeah, you, you'll, you'll still be in trouble if Google still thinks that link still exists. Okay, so that was that was fascinating, Bob. Thanks for sharing All right, that. Cool, yeah. Comment. Thanks for letting me chime in. And Thank one last point there is uh, Derek mentioned too. Look, Bob at the canonicals. Uh, you can see what his his insight is too. He's pretty good. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Derek, for, for chiming in as well. So we're almost at the end of the show here. Let me just see if there's any questions that we can answer as quickly as possible. Marco Logmans asks, what are you guys' best practices concerning homepage SEO? Uh, would you only optimize for your brand name or focus on your main topic? Uh, for me to answer that question, Marco, the homepage is a ranking page like any other. I would pick my main term I want to rank for that's appropriate for the homepage, if at all possible. So again, if I'm trying to sell red a, a product red apples on joshesfruitemporium.com, uh, and that's my main product, I would have uh, joshesfruitemporium.com. The title would be, "Wow, get uh, you know top red apples here 2018." Or I might even try because I use Cora. I know that left leading keywords are even better. I might put red apples exclamation mark. This is the best site for red apples. No stop or something like that to get the keyword to the far left. And then the H1 would be about red apples and the H2 about red apples on the index page, even though it's joshesfruitemporium.com. And then it's, for more information, go to red apples. And then I would optimize that for best red apples maybe or, or buy red apples. And then so you're, you're getting two different queries, red apples and then buy red apples on the buy red apples page. Uh, you don't necessarily have to have the, the keyword in the page name. Uh, Clint, uh, Ted, you guys agree or disagree? Yeah, I think it depends on the business. Uh, like yeah, local, true. for example, if you're doing and you have multiple services, then I do the brand. But if it's only one service, then I'll do the homepage. I'll optimize for that term. Yeah, for like uh, online retail, I would much rather get you know 25 backlinks to each product page rather than you know get 2,000 backlinks on the on the homepage URL. 
because normally, you know, if you look at a, at a healthy online retailer, it's those categories and product pages that really bring in all the sales. And usually the homepage is the, you know, quite often the least traffic page in a healthy uh, retail site. Right. The index page is just whoop, right through or people don't like it and they bounce. If your index page on your e-commerce store has a 62% drop off rate, that's bad. <laughs> you definitely don't want that. If forgetting that it's, I think it's a ranking factor just because you're losing 60% of your traffic before they even go into the store. They're walking up to the glass door of your shop and going, nope, I don't want to shop here. And they're turning around and going somewhere else. You do not want that. Uh, Stephen Buchanan says, link juice sounds dirty. You're right, Stephen. It's very dirty. And if you need link juice, we're just the guys to come to. <laughs> we'll get you all the dirty link juice you want. You can email Josh at John Spazinski. <laughs> That's right. Or <laughs> I bet you Clint's link juice is dirtier than mine. I'm, I'm going to make that bet. So if you want the dirty, dirty link juice, email Clint at info at digitalear.com. Sounds like a homebrew. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got screech. If you want screech, you go to Clint. If you want some fine scotch, you can email me at joshpazinski.com. I'm just kidding. Clint and I can get the, the same kind of links. I mean, we can uh, organically, in a white hat way, get links donated to your site is what I'm saying. Google's watching. Uh, Blake Mitchell says, would love for you guys to check out a client site of mine for the keyword, LASIK San Antonio. Okay, well, sorry, Blake, we couldn't get to it on the show. Email me if you want, email Ted, email Clint, we'll try to help you out, uh, whatever we can do. Uh, Gabe Jordan, just discovered a client has six times six 301s going to mostly different internal pages. They are not ranking for a primary money term, top 100. Could this be the cause? Could this be the cause? <laughs> he actually printed that twice. Could this be the cause? Could this be the cause? Uh, Gabe, yes, it very well could be. Um, but I, it, it's more holistic than that. You would definitely need to do an audit on, on the, the entire SEO, the tactical on-page, off-page, social, the whole deal. Email me, joshpashinsky at gmail.com, and I'd love to, love to help you out. But that very well could be a problem, but I would say there's probably way more problems than that. Uh, do, 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 do. How do I join the Skype group? Again, email me, joshpashinsky at gmail.com. Uh, Gabe asked, can you use Cora as a blueprint for on-page site builds before you even begin? And the answer is yes, of course. If you want to rank for DOI attorney Los Angeles, you put that into Cora, you see what, the, what, what everyone else is doing, and then you build your pages accordingly. And you just keep in mind that Josh said quality matters and conversions matter and sales matter, so you just beat them on that end. Beat them where they're just lazy and they haven't gotten a proper sales page or designed properly yet. For example, in that case I gave, for example, I've said this to numerous clients, for a lawyer's site, stop having pictures of the lawyer, right? Especially bad pictures. Stop having a bad picture of the lawyer sitting at his desk. That's one way to sell. I would much rather have, if it's a family law, for example, I would much rather have the lawyer smiling, shaking the hand of a model in the target demographic, smiling, selling the dream. You want to sell the experience that they're going to get. And so that is, uh, if you're going to put any pictures on the front page, in my opinion, that would be better. Ted and Clint, do you guys agree or disagree? Yeah. Uh, you know, don't, don't do the uh, lawyer's grown-up high school photo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. The most likely to succeed photo. Yeah. No, I, I I look at the uh, the law firm keywords a lot because the cost per click on a lot of those terms is often a hundred bucks a click or more. Uh, so there's some very steep competition, and if you're in that kind of a niche, uh, you gotta you gotta look at the measurements if you want any hope of getting the organic traffic because. 
it's very steep uh, SEO competition in those keywords. Definitely for sure. Uh, people said Cora a lot in the chat for some reason. I don't know. Like they're getting excited, I guess. Uh, then Liz asked a really good question. This is actually a bit of a tough, not a tough question, but uh, Ted, I'm going to throw this one to you. Would you run Cora for each page on your site for the keyword? For example, a site has 50 pages and it's trying to rank for 50 different keywords. Does that mean you have to do 50 separate reports? Uh, well, I would because 50 is a very manageable number and I'd love to just kind of browse before I decide which ones I want to take on first. I'd like to see which ones look easiest, which ones look hardest, which ones look cost effective, which ones don't, which ones have the best opportunity tied with them for traffic or targeting. Um, so if, if you're in a spot where you can do that, then yeah, by all means, the more information you have before you start, the better the decisions, and the better the planning you'll have. Uh, but a lot of sites aren't in that case. Like when I was doing uh, online retail, I'd have a quarter of a million keywords. I couldn't run them all. I had to make educated guesses. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd do all 50 if I only had 50. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I see where you're coming from there, Liz. It might sound like a lot of work, but I hate to break it to you, but that's SEO. <laughs> I mean, 50 is a fairly manageable number. You, you don't have to do that all at once. You can do, you break it down to five pages a, a, a month, and you just, after 10 months, then you've optimized all 50 pages. If so, you turn uh, off the uh, the link, the Ahref and the SEM rush too, that makes it significantly faster. Yeah, in terms of generating the reports. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, let's see if there's any other questions here. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, boop, boop. I don't see any more questions for us. Oh, uh, Gary Underhill wanted to be uh, uh, cheeky. And instead of using asterisks, he used four pounds. But I saw it anyway, so, so that's fine, Gary. Uh, is it bad to 301 homepage to my shop category page on an e-commerce site? Or should I just change homepage to shop page? I don't know if that was a question for us, but um, I'll answer it. And then he says, my audits are amazing. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate that. And so I'll answer your question because you were nice to me. Uh, uh, I would never do that. Um, Google is often looking for a very specific uh, footprint of a site. If you 301 their index page to your, your, your shopping page, it could go fine, but I, to tell you the truth, I have no idea if Google would like that and what they would do. Um, my Usually in SEO, and again, if Ted and Clint want to disagree with me, that's, that's fine. I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on this, but usually in SEO, you take a look like what Google is expecting as much as possible kind of philosophy. And if you're going to do something weird like that, you're starting to roll the dice as to how Google is going to treat you, especially with your canonical URL, which would be your, your index page. What do you guys think? I think it depends on what that homepage is. So if you have a homepage for like, you know, a small auto parts site and you have another site with an auto parts category, I, I think you're fine to say, you know, I acquired this company in 301, the auto parts site to the auto parts category. It, it depends on the situation really. To me, his question sounds like he wants to make that shop page the default homepage like you would in uh, WordPress, for instance, having right. a page or the blog list. I wouldn't do it. I would actually, you know, look at Amazon and Walmart, see what they're doing, and they show off their top products on there, maybe three or four, just to get them uh, into the actual platform. 
and do it that way. I wouldn't make that. I'll take advantage of it, and I wouldn't make a shop page your default homepage at all. Yeah. Um, plus, the, the homepage is another page you have a chance of ranking for. So I would, and it's 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 where you would divide all of your important internal link juice. So or if you think about a PPC route, you have your homepage, and you you're watching your analytics, and you notice that one of your products is kicking ass, and put it on your homepage because people are going to know that you you have that product is kicking butt, and you just you eliminated the search process right then and there. You could increase your sales even more. So definitely, yeah. and, you're, and, you're absolutely right there, and. Um, you, you could you kill all the birds with one stone. You put your major product there and you put the buy keyword on the index page. You make an internal link for the internal link juice to your sub page, which could be an information based best red apples instead of buy red apples. And you're so you're selling it on both pages. People see you got it. Google has a better idea of who you are and what you sell. Um, you got to think about the type of term you're targeting the page for too. Like home pages and online retail are, are typically your brand page. So your brand terms go to your home page, whereas you have category pages for category keywords, and then you have your product-related keywords going to the actual product pages. And then you typically have a blog for all of your editorials and buying guide-related keywords. So mm -hmm. think about the target search terms and how you intend to use them, too. Gary says here that, that two of his competitors are doing that, and I find that really weird. They could be trying to do something uh, weird with a link router as well. They could have forwarded, they could have sent some some link juice to to their homepage, and they could be forwarding it to the category page, and then maybe they can pull that through one later and and cut off that link juice right away too. Uh, so that could be something weird. Going. I would never do that. That's that's so on non-standard. It'd be hard to know what Google would do. I don't see any advantages to doing it. Anyway. Or your users would be. I bet you ten to one. If your competitors are doing that, then don't and make yourself <laughs> out a lot more. So, exactly, Clint. I think you're right as per usual. Last thing says Jeremy Schwigman asks, approximately how long is the core special on for? The answer is until Ted doesn't want to do it anymore, <laughs> <laughs> which could be any second. <laughs> which probably when Ted gets enough user base, he's like, I don't need to three, have a special anymore. Two. <laughs> <laughs> You've got three seconds. You better order. Yeah, it'll be longer than that. <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks very much, guys, for watching. This has been White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. If you have any questions at all for any of us on the panel. You can email us. You can email me at joshbachinsky at gmail.com for, for robust audits and uh, cons SEO consulting and more stuff like this. You can email Ted if you have any core questions. And you can also email Clint if you want to get some awesome Black Hat tips and awesome Black Hat stuff at info at digitalear.com. Uh, I'd like to thank Ted and Clint. Ted, Clint, do you have any final thoughts on today's show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Clint. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you're the guest. So go ahead. Oh, all right. Uh, I just want to let everybody know to to swamp uh, Josh with uh, feedback if you want more free Cora keyword clinics. So just give them an earful and send them your keywords. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> all I get is emails with keywords in them. Uh, I'm trying to go crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, Clint. And I just want to, uh, you know, I'd like to get Josh to put this thing on Apple iTunes. So I need some help supporting him and, you know, pressuring him to get off his butt and download these and install them and <laughs> the podcast website going so we can get those Apple peeps. Well, right I did. <laughs> I have set up a Podbean. If you like, if you like to listen to these shows, just listen and not watch. Um, you, you're by all means, you can do that on YouTube. I also have a Podbean uh, a podcast 
website thing. My VA is now putting these shows onto Podbean. Uh, and there's a way to put that on iTunes. Okay, I guess I can put the show on iTunes, I guess. All right, fine. I'm twisting. I'm trying to twist Clint's arm to show us some PBN black hat linking or something like that. And he's twisting my arm to put it on iTunes. So, all right, fine. I can do that. And I should, I, I, so if I forget, I should mention, if you want to join my white hat versus black hat Skype group, email me. If you want to join SIA, email me. If you, if you want Cora, go to bit.ly slash get dash Cora. Uh, that's it. That's, that's all the stuff. If you want to like the show, like the show. If you don't want to like it, don't like it. If you want to tell your friends about it, tell your friends about it. If you don't want to tell anyone about it, don't tell about it. If you want to tell me I'm an asshole, the rest of the, get in line because the rest of the internet has already told told me that. Yeah. But you can tell me that too. You can tell me whatever. You <laughs> okay, so thanks very much, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. And good luck in the service. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.